Welcome back, friends. This is the Good Midlife Podcast. Richard and I are both in unseasonably warm Louisville, Kentucky tonight. It's going to hit 80 in parts of the bluegrass this week. That's crazy. Second week of November. Um, thanks it's to El every- Nino, Jim. It's the El Nino. It's the El Nino. I know. I know it. Um, thanks to everybody for listening. Um, I, I'll give out our, our socials just to remind everyone you can reach the official Instagram page at the Good Midlife Podcast at Instagram. I apologize deeply because I have not put much out there. I am going to do a photo dump tonight or tomorrow from uh, the fall so you guys can see what's been going on. Richard is at Kenshin Crew. He talks about food. They go to restaurants. They do that kind of thing. The Good Midlife at gmail.com is where you can reach us if you want to talk about what's going on. So, Richard, other than El Nino, and it's hot as balls in Louisville, what's going on with you? Uh, not much. Kind of boring, actually. Uh, can't really. Uh, I was home alone this weekend, so uh, my wife was down at the Georgia Steeplechase. I think that's the proper name for it. Um, and I just kind of hung out and uh, watched some football with you and then just kind of chilled out. So. Not much, really, honestly. Well, that's a good weekend after, you know, your travel and sickness and kind of kind of recouping. I know we went to dinner on Saturday night to watch UK play Mississippi State. Cat's got a big win on the road. We went to Hillcrest Tavern uh, where the food is great, as always. It was your second trip there of the day. Apologies for that. But our number one go-to was so packed. Saints was rocking and rolling with a couple of things going on, so... We uh, went to Plan B and went to Hillcrest Tavern, which I do love very much. Um, so that was your weekend. So that's what you had going on. And, and you didn't go anyplace or do anything else fun, right? No no food uh, or anything? Uh, I went to an Indian restaurant on Sat Friday night, Katmandu. It's, uh, the one on Bardstown Road? Yeah, it's it, yeah. it's well, it's all Bardstown. Yeah, right. Okay. It's, uh, it, it's, it's one of the better Indian restaurants in the city. Um I would probably give it out of five stars, probably four and a half, maybe. Okay. Sounds good. So, yep. And then uh, other than that, not, I mean, besides Hillcrest Tavern twice. Yeah. Uh, well, no, there are worse places to go twice for yeah, sure. Yeah, there is. That is true. And I got the uh, chicken finger basket, which was, I don't know, I sound like a four year old boy, but uh, I think it was a probably four chickens in there so that was a lot of food that were there was a lot of chicken going on in that basket yeah. i noticed that yeah when they set it down and i'm gonna have to get that another time because i do love their wings i think they're really good and um that chicken finger basket looked amazing so i would totally yeah. do that again <clears throat> do that myself. french fries and chicken tenders yeah yeah i agree with that. that that looked really good um i had a great sandwich i had some great wings we had some beer the cats won it was awesome now, the other thing uh, we did this weekend, we did a couple things fun. We went back to uh, PG&J Dog Bar, which we talked about last week, which I loved. And um, it's just a great oasis to let the dog run around and just sit there and enjoy uh, some nice weather. So we had a great time there. And then the other thing we did this weekend, Richard, and uh, you know this, we talked about this uh, on su- Saturday night, is we dug into the closets and we pulled out all the Christmas decorations. Um, now, I know there are people who uh, aren't really down with that. Um, so I wanted to, first of all, before I go any further, I want to take a quick break and just say, before we get this, this episode really kicked off, this episode is going to be great. We have a lot of good content. I feel like last week's episode was just okay. Maybe not our best. We're going to kick ass this week. So you guys be ready. The first part of us kicking ass is going to be talking about Christmas decorations. No one's ever said that. I just said it. Here we go. 
Richard, where do you come down on Christmas decorations and when do you get that stuff out? Uh, it should be brought out uh, either. I can I can be lenient on the day after th or the weekend after Thanksgiving, Saturday of thanks after Thanksgiving, but uh, it needs to be in uh, December timeframe, closer to December, not November first. We didn't do it on November first. It was the fourth. I mean, come on. Well, well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We have uh, a lot, and I have I grew up. Um, we did not do it until after Thanksgiving, generally, growing up. But as I got older, my mom loves Christmas. My grandmother loves it. And my mom, after I moved out of the house, went to college, started collecting a lot more stuff, had doing a lot more decorations, decorating a lot earlier. There were years where they would start before the calendar flipped to November. So I kind of have that in my blood. And when I was married, are the they first... employed by Walgreens or CVS? They or are not. No, 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 they're not. Nope, nope. They're just retired teachers just living their best lives in Hoptown. Um, but when I was married the first time, uh, we sometimes at our house would host Thanksgiving and oftentimes we would. And Thanksgiving weekend is so busy that I hate to spend all that time decorating. Right. I hate that. And then you can get into December and you got family stuff. So I would decorate usually the weekend before Thanksgiving and then flip the switches when Thanksgiving uh, hit, you know, and we would have family over my my ex-in-laws. And, there, you know, there were some things said. It was the 90s, whatever. We've, we've evolved as a society where I think people are pulling it out earlier and earlier now than they used to. Um, I'm, But my but that was all me. Like my first wife was not into it at all. So she did not care one bit. And like even so much. And hmm. Should I tell this story? I'm telling it. I promised better content. Yeah. I promised yeah. better content. She even we had a we had a major argument multiple times um, because she thought Boxing Day was the day that you put your Christmas decorations away. That's why it's on the calendar. You're supposed to just put your stuff in a box uh, the day after Christmas. Okay. Okay. Right. It was it, it was pre-internet, but you still should have known that. Anyway, moving on. When I got together with Elizabeth, when I had my kids, we would we would make sure we decorated whenever we could do it. And they, you know, because we always having them every other week, we would um, have to travel some to visit parents and, and work in all the Christmas stuff. So sometimes it made sense to, to put it up before Thanksgiving and then getting together with Elizabeth. You know, she was like, oh, I think, you know, I, I would say I'm putting mine up this weekend. She's like, that's awesome. I think I'm going to do mine, too. I want to do it. So we're both kind of of the same mindset that we want to get it up early, get it done. And then Thanksgiving week, we're going to have a lot of fun. And the whole month of December, we don't have to worry about that stuff. And then we'll just take it down, you know, right after New Year's and and, and spend that time putting it away. Okay. Okay. All right. So I've just offended that 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 uh, line of logic, but that's that's where I come down. And um, you know, you've been to my house at Christmas time. It's a it's nice. A, it's it's a very well decorated. Effing yeah. winter wonderland around here. It it is. It's beautiful. It's very. It's it's much more of a winter wonderland than our house for sure. So. And um, it, it's yes, it's nice. It's it's a little early for my taste. It's a little CVS and Walgreens for my taste, but all good, <laughs> all good. Well, I mean, uh, okay. I, but I agree with your logic. Yeah, I mean, it's it's all about time. And uh, like I said, I, you know, my kids are going to be in Thanksgiving weekend, and we have family doing all kinds of stuff. Uh, Anna's going to be in from college. So all these kids are going to be home. It'll, it'll be cozy. It'll be fun, festive. We're going to have a lot of fun. And you don't have to mess around with pulling out 
Christmas trees and putting up lights. So that's our, that's the way we do it here. And like I said, I do think societally we've gone to where more people do it earlier um, than they used to. And I think it's probably, I appreciate your logic, like getting it, knocking it out, getting it done so you can enjoy the, uh, the week. I, I, I appreciate that. The fun stuff. And, and you know, we host a big uh, Christmas dinner party too, one weekend, the second weekend of December generally. So there's a lot of work that goes into that. So we want to have it all done. So that's, that's kind of where we are, but um, um, definitely it's different. I do love it. I think it's great. And um, so we are set, we are decorated for Christmas. We haven't done any outside lights yet, but we'll get there. We will get there. Now you guys then will put up your tree Thanksgiving weekend or shortly thereafter. Uh, I have to uh, talk to the powers to be on that one. Okay. So, she, so yeah. she might say before Chris, the Thanksgiving, uh, doubtful. I'm okay. going doubtful on that. Okay. One. All right. All right. Okay. All right. Well, we'd love to hear from anybody who has opinions about that. Um, if you put up your Christmas tree early, if you put it up late, if you buy your Christmas tree on Christmas Eve, if you think Boxing Day has something to do with putting your decorations away, uh, any of that, we'd love to hear from you. So get at us with that and we'll share stories and go from there. Um, speaking of stories, I have one. But before we get to that, um, let's do our little sports hit. We like to catch up on football, basketball. Um, the cats had their first basketball game last night, UK basketball. Did you get to watch any of it? I did not. I didn't watch a dribble. I did, uh, have a parlay with Kentucky and Alabama that, that hit. So I, I won a little money on it, but I didn't get to watch any of it, but apparently it was fine. You know, they won by 20 and carried on. I think they won. Didn't they win more than? 20? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just 20 is just a general round. Like if 20 or 25, 30, it's still a ton of points. Yeah. I think it was 40 whatever it's a lot yeah yeah so um and and then and then louisville almost laid an egg against maryland university of maryland at baltimore yeah umbc now that's a pretty good team that's not a slouch but uh louisville should have beaten them handily you know um an acc squad should beat that team handily but as i texted i think with you last night louisville's gonna have a hard time this year with a home court advantage because they are not drawing fans and uh Every single game is going to be close. Um, so they got out of there with a win. That's good. You know, Louisville plays that New Mexico State team we we played last night, and um, I can't wait to see what the line is on that, but that's going to be a low-scoring game because I think New Mexico State's really bad. Uh, so yeah. we'll see what happens. Yeah, that that is uh, – didn't Steve – did Steve Alford coach there at one point? Was he New Mexico State? or I think he was University of New Mexico. I think he was the Lobos, UNM. Okay. I, I think remember. that's, yeah, I think he's UNM. Um, but anyway, they're not very good. Um, no, they are uh, not. Uh, Louisville right now is not, you know, I, I texted you this. I heard a lady walking down my street. You, you know, I don't know. You guys probably have older people in your neighborhood that walk down the street speaking loudly on their phones. And it's really annoying. But this lady uh, was carrying on with someone on the phone about U of L sports and how she hated basketball. Now she said that, you know, I'll keep going to football games, but I may never go to another basketball game. I'll be happy if I never go to another basketball game. So yeah, it's a mess. All right. We'll get into college football briefly. Uh, last week I had a good week gambling. I went two and one on the picks I gave out and uh, Florida who I hate. They are the ones who screwed me always, but uh, I had a great weekend. Otherwise I had several, picks that hit i won a lot of money in louisville which was nice um i'm gonna hear my three this week that i'm gonna give out on the show um i'm gonna play kentucky and alabama 
Kentucky is a 10 and a half point underdog, but I'm not going to play that. I'm going to play over 48 points. I think uh, Bama can score a lot, and I think Kentucky gets to the end zone at least twice, even if it's a backdoor cover. I think we get over. Tennessee is at Missouri. Missouri is a home underdog in that game, Richard. Can you believe that? Missouri's getting one and a half. That that's a surprise. Yeah. That 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 that's surprising. Give me Missouri. Give me Missouri. Like I've seen them both. The name on the front of the jersey and the tradition is Tennessee. The team on the football field that's better is Missouri. Give me Missouri. I might bet them to win outright even. Um and then give me TCU getting 10 at home against Texas. I I'm just still not totally sold on Texas, and I'm not sure I'm sold on them winning a conference game on the road by double figures right now. So I'll take TCU, and those are my three uh, picks this week. I got one more I want to ask you about, though. I want to go back to Louisville because we've talked about their football a lot. They play at home on Thursday night against Virginia. The line on that game is 20 and a half. Does Louisville cover that on a Thursday? Where are they? Where is the game? It's It's in Louisville. They don't play Virginia particularly well. They don't. And, but this Virginia squad is not very good. So I am going, I don't know. Uh, I don't know how to call that one. That's, I, I'm not uh, sure I'd bet it, but I'd lean towards Louisville. My only hesitation, it's a Thursday night, you know, um, but they play this team. This Louisville team is really good at home. And my lean is to just keep betting them as long as they're at home because they have covered, I think, every single game at home this year. And I think not covered all but one on the road. So they're different on the at home and on the road. So just yeah, so. yeah, yeah, for sure. And, I think if they were playing at Virginia, I think that I'd I'd bet against. Yeah, I agree. Um, all right. Any other college football things you want to hit on? I know we've talked about Michigan ad nauseum. Ohio State almost lost this past week to Rutgers. Um, I think it's all going to kind of turn out the same this week with um, Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State, and some variety in the top four since nobody lost. I think they just announced it, actually. Did I they? I had a chance to look at it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I it, had a chance to look at it, but it, that, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. I don't have much else on college football right now. We could, I could talk about it for two hours, but not that anybody cares. You know, we, we yeah, want to yeah. move on. So. We, give the people what they want. You tease the story. You got to give the story. But we've been waiting a week to hear your famous story here, Jim. Okay. So, all right. All right. Well, I want to talk about. I want to talk about a condition that I suffer from, and this is in all seriousness. It's a, it's a situation that I have. It's a condition that I have. It is uh, not hair loss or erectile dysfunction but if hims wants to start sponsoring us i'll talk about both of those things too but really hey, what i'm hair loss i yeah, can right. talk about see? it see right well i mean but wait till we get a sponsor richard shut up um <laughs> we'll talk about yeah. it hey hims i'm looking at you uh but i do in, in all seriousness i sleepwalk and um it's it's kind of crazy i've got some really crazy sleepwalking stories through the years and i think maybe as, as maybe a feature on this once a month, I'll tell a sleepwalking story. Now, I don't know, Richard, ha have you ever heard comedian Mike Birbiglia talk about his sleepwalking? Maybe, but... Uh, his maybe. stuff is bananas. Like, it is nuts. But, like, I've had moments where, like, I've sleptwalked and ended up on the couch. 
And the next morning I asked Elizabeth, did we get in a fight last night? Are you mad at me? And she's like, no. I'm like, well, why did I end up on the couch? Why do I wake up on the couch at 3 a.m.? She's like, I have no idea. You, when I went to sleep, you were in the bed. Um, that's happened multiple times. There's there's a couple of really, really classics that uh, I will tell about on the, on the air another time. But a couple of weeks ago, we had a situation at my house, and it was one of those mornings. You might have had these mornings, Richard, where you go to work uh, and your wife is at home. And she's maybe not in the best of moods, and she's texting you about something, this, that, and the other. And um, I get this text that says, our laundry hamper is full of, full of pee. What happened? And so I called her and said, um, what's going on? She said, well, I went to do our laundry, and our laundry is soaked with urine. I'm like, are you sure it's urine? Are you sure it's pee? And she said, yes, it's human pee. It smells like pee. And so we go through this whole process of like, what could it possibly be? And um, when I got home that night, everything was cool. She was, you know, she, we, we, we had a really good talk. And she said, is it possible that you slept, walked and just peed in the, in the uh, hamper? And I said, I don't know. I thought about that, but it's very, very rare that I don't remember sleepwalking. Now there is the time where I ended up on the couch and didn't know how the hell I got there. But it's rare. I'll usually wake up in mid situation. Also, I cannot imagine peeing in a hamper in our bathroom and not spattering all over the wall. Right. Like I had to have made a mess. There had to have been something on the floor. Um, She's 100 percent certain that I slept, walked to the bathroom. Yeah, especially if I mean, they already give a shit because we can't hit the bowl sometimes. Now, granted, the mouth of a dryer is much bigger. Well, but, it was. It's a basket. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a stand up hamper. It's like a uh, it's like a, kind of a barrel situation. Like it's a, it's a it's a um a fabric barrel. You know that the clothes just oh, go okay. in. Yeah. yeah. And so, um, apparently midway through there was a lot of urine. Now we have a dog. There's no way he could pee in it. I did pull him off of it one day. It had turned over, but I I didn't notice that he had you know hiked his leg or peed in there or anything. Um, we had had that, uh, brunch. Your wife was here. Maybe she did it. I don't know. Maybe somebody went in there. I don't, I don't know. I, you know, who knows? Um, do I need to go yell at her right now about no, it? No, no, I... let's let that go. I, I might even cut that. Actually, I'm not going to cut that. I promise people content. Um, but, uh, you know, you're giving we, the people what they want. I am. We had, you know, we had a nephew here, you know, she's like, you don't think he did it. I'm like, no, I don't. I don't know. Like the best thing I can figure is that I peed in it in my I, I walked in there. But that's not my sleepwalking uh pattern, right? Like if I know where I'm going, I know where I'm going. Now I have I have awakened in the bedroom, like not recently, but in my old house, or occasionally you take a wrong turn out of the bed and you're in the corner. I'm in the corner, I'm feeling around on the wall, and, and I finally wake up, you know, before I anything crazy happens. But if I know where I'm going, I usually get there. It's crazy. It's a mystery. She's a hundred percent certain that I walked in there in the middle of the night, peed in the hamper all over our clothes, and then went back to bed. And she's not mad. It just happened. Like I can't control it. You know, she knows. The, the I, I will tell the granddaddy of them all in terms of my sleepwalking stories on another episode, but she knows how this stuff goes down. So I don't know. I still say alleged sleepwalk pee. She says definitive sleepwalk pee. Hmm. Hmm, Jim. Hmm. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I I have heard of stories. My brother has a fraternity brother who did that. So it would not I, I'm not saying 
unlikely, but I think she might be onto something. I can't believe I didn't spatter it on the wall or the floor. I just can't believe it. That's the thing. Like, if I'm asleep and peeing, God knows where that's going to go. But well, maybe you're just maybe I'm good. Better, maybe my aim is true. Maybe, maybe my aim is true. Maybe your aim is true. Yes, it is. And you, yes, for sure. Yeah. So, and and it's just like, yes. I mean, it's, it's, it, you should thank her for the compliment. Like, I hey, guess. look yes. what I accomplished. Thank you for acknowledging that I can hit that without spattering the wall or making a mess on the floor. You're exactly yeah. right, Richard. Maybe I will own this. Maybe it is yeah. the definitive sleepwalk pee. Own it. Own okay. it. Now I might be in trouble, but own it, man. Own it. Okay, here we go. All right. I just slept walk peed all over our clothes. What else? Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's go next time. Yeah. Um, all right. All right. Well, there's the story. That's uh, I, I, I texted you a, the next morning after that happened and was like, I got a story for you. Um, it's that's pretty a good one. That's, that's pretty that's nuts. A, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. Or yeah. what you could do is blame the dog. And just lay it on the dog. I want to. I really, really want to, but like it's hard for me to get there, like in terms of how it could actually happen. And uh, Elizabeth is quite certain that the scent is more human pee than dog pee. And there is a difference. So, yes, there, there is a difference, but yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, anyway. By the way, it, I just got the rankings real quick, real flashback. It's Ohio State, Georgia, Michigan, Florida State. All right, no change. No, I don't think it's changed. Yeah, no, no change. change. No change. All right. Well, we're in the, the best time of football season. There's a loss to be had there for somebody. Definitely Ohio State-Michigan play, and there might be a loss for somebody else. So we'll see what happens. Um, all right, moving on after that, let's get a palate cleanser, and let's talk about something really positive. Uh, it's election day in Kentucky. Richard, did you vote? I did vote, yes. Excellent. Excellent. I did vote. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're electing governor. It's very highly watched by uh, the country because we're a deep red state. We're very Republican. We have a Democrat governor, Andy Bashir. He is pretty popular and he might win uh, again. And so there's a lot of eyes upon Kentucky with this governor's race. Um, I will tell you, I sent this to you this morning. I have a good friend who um, actually wrote in Gatewood Galbraith, who is dead. Uh, but he ran – he was a perennial candidate in Kentucky. Uh, he was known as the last free man in America is what he called himself. He was not a, affiliated with any political party. He was a very interesting character. In the 90s, early 90s, he was running on legalized marijuana as part yeah. of his platform. Yes, and he was. That was – he was way ahead of his time as far as that's concerned. But I want to ask you, Richard, in any of the times that he officially ran, did you ever vote for him? No. No, oh, I, I did. I voted for him like twice. Like there was one year where like we had a total garbage governor's race and he was the third candidate. And I was like, I'm totally voting for Gatewood today. Um, yeah. Uh, and if Willie had been his lieutenant governor, that would have been perfect. Well, I knew I knew his daughter in some capacity. Um, she was in Lexington the same time we were. And um, but in I mean, through connections, through mutual friends, but. No, I yeah, I mean, I think it's I, I, if if he was still alive today and still running, I might consider it. So yeah, well, if it was the, what the shit show politics has become in the past five years, ten years, twenty years of our country, it's it's we need a little humor in there. 
if he were still alive, he'd have a chance because he was uh, he'd have more of a chance, I think, because he was more of a populist and he was running on some ideas that I think people could get behind now. He was much more progressive uh, back in his time. But, yeah, um, he was a very sure. interesting character. And I mentioned Willie Nelson because he came when Gatewood was running for something in the early 90s. I was at college and he did a concert um, for Gatewood. Do you remember this? And they called it Gatewood Stock. Do you remember that? Uh, what what year was it? Ninety two, maybe ninety one, maybe ninety one. The first time he ran for governor. I don't remember that. I didn't. Yeah, I, I don't remember that. But I would have gone to it now. Hundred percent, a hundred percent, right? Um, yeah, it politics has gotten nuts, and I I want to talk about a couple of of things as we not to really get on a soapbox or really to to, to talk about politics, but just to talk about how ridiculous the ads are right now. Did you have any ads, anything you saw that you felt like was kind of crazy or nuts or any trends that you saw? I can't put a finger on like that certain ad, but I think it's just funny. It's just like the back and forth of just, it's like Bashir claiming Cameron's lying uh, and back and forth in that regard. It's just stupid. I mean, it's just, just stop that. They got to stop that kind of stuff before well, I, they never did that. They never called each other out. It was, it was more respectable. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Well, I think it's so. even worse. I think the, I think the worst trend that I've seen more now is, and I think it's happened previously, but it's, it's, it's definitely greater now is tying themselves or their opponents to the president or the party that's in power in Washington. Yes. I got a mailer um that was a Daniel Cameron ad basically and he mentioned Donald Trump on there four times when my favorite art my favorite ad this year was in the primaries when um Kelly Craft was running and she her ad was something to the effect of we can't build a wall around Kentucky but if I'm elected governor I'm going to stop the illegal immigration crisis and I'm like how are you going to do that like you're the governor of Kentucky uh, nuts there's one i think it's the ag commissioner i saw an ad where he said uh it, it, the republican candidate said he goes through his whole thing and at the end he gives his name he's like i'm joe biden's worst nightmare in kentucky and i was like really like i don't think the president really gives a shit about the ag commissioner in a flyover state i'm not really even sure that how that even matters you know what i mean I'm not even sure the president cares. It's like he might care a little bit about our president or governor election, but overall, probably not high on the radar. It it it, it could show the trend of where the country's going. That's the thing. But if Bashir wins, then I feel like Democrats think they have a better shot at winning the White House. If if Cameron wins, I think Republicans think they have a better shot at winning the White House. I think it always, does. But they do always say that. And last time that. It had no bear. It, it zero bear. Yeah, completely. It, it went the opposite way, and it was just like it's just like everybody's like Trump's going to win, blah blah blah, and it it didn't happen. Like yeah. the the blue and the red wave. I mean that that is one thing. The blue and the red wave is like oh it's going to be a blue and a red wave, and it it nothing. It's like oh it's like I think what annoys me more than anything is the news like proclaiming stuff like. It's going to be a red wave. It's going to be a blue wave. It's going to be some kind of wave. And those things never come to fruition. I mean, it, especially in the past couple of years, it's been 
the news has just been wrong. Period. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know if that's by design or what, but they have been very wrong on a lot of stuff. I think every news outlet sees it through their own lens or the lens they want. Oh, and 100%. I think yeah yeah and a lot of it's clickbait and i've got some great examples i I would we we don't have a lot of time i I saw one this week that just made me laugh um but uh it's it's all interesting i do like it's just been comical to me i'll i'll we'll watch the news in bed at night or something and i'll just laugh out loud at the political ads like you know talking about like if i'm elected treasurer i'll stop joe biden coming into kentucky like no you're not you're treasurer what are you gonna do um yeah you know i mean it, it, donald trump's policies are not gonna play if i'm elected the state auditor of public accounts I'm like what yeah. yeah you know um all of that stuff is nonsense but anyway i will say one thing that needs to happen in my opinion in elections judges in the state of kentucky have to have political affiliation tied to their ballot i think it has to be done Okay, and that might be a very unpopular opinion, but I think it it matters. Tell me your reasoning behind that. Tell me about that. I want to hear about this. I don't. I... Well, it's my it's it's because it it can show how it's just like I looked at it today. It's just like I knew not, and this is my own fault a little bit. Is I knew nothing about any of those judges that were on the ballot. None. I mean, I, I see signs for them. But it's just like, and maybe I need to do more research. But I think it's important that we know what it's just like. It's like because they can. It's just like they can skew politics through their own means a little bit. We're seeing that more and more and more. And I think it's important. It's just like, and maybe I'm wrong on this. I don't know. And I'm a political science major, and maybe I'm wrong to think this. But I think it might be important to have that going forward well, well i think that's in play i i don't know i i just asked because i'm i'm interested in that that idea and, and i don't know anything about any of the judges either and i think the judges races are particularly um i don't know the right word interesting i guess i'll say that's kind of a generic word but um i'm married to a lawyer so she knows a lot of them and so i get information like you know she said there's one she's like i went to law school with this person she's good or this person, uh, he has a bad reputation. But in the end, I don't think much of that matters because I think that the endorsements by like Citizens for Better Judges, that's a big one in, here in Louisville. And those judges almost always win because people – there's almost no way to do your research on a circuit court yeah. judge. And yeah. so you just rely on – oh, I think well, it needs to be – or sorry, more but, open. Yeah. More open. It, it needs to be – more open about what they're doing yeah in my opinion i i i don't disagree with that i don't know how you do it but it's all it's the judge either. races are tricky and a lot of it's name recognition and once you get on the bench you can be there a long time and you know if you catch a good endorsement by a particular union or something like that that can be really good so um yeah i'm 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 with you on the vagaries of the judge races and uh i think we can i wish we could figure out a way to do that better so with that said, let's leave the election behind. Um, we got about five minutes to go. Let's talk about some fun stuff. Let's talk about what we watched on TV or read. I've got a couple things I want to talk about. I know you've watched a couple things. Tell me, what what are you watching, reading? What's going on that you like or dislike? So I, I watched an interesting, and I told you and Elizabeth about it and the group on, on Saturday night. I watched a movie on Friday night. It was called Rogue Agent. 
And it was, and Netflix also has a documentary on it. Um, and the movie is, it's, it's very loose. It's like loosely, loosely based on this. And it was about a guy who was impersonating an MI5 agent and would basically rob and kidnap women. And apparently this really happened in England and there is a Netflix documentary on it. And it is called, and I thought I sent it to you, and I guess I did not. You, we talked uh, about it, um, and I don't. I, I sent it to you. Sent it to I you. Sent, sent it to, to Jim, me. the other Jim. Uh, but it, it was really, really good. And oh, here it is, Puppet Master. Okay, all right. And it's called the un, ulti, uh, hunting the ultimate con man, and it's basically this con man who impersonates an MI5 or MI6 agent, and in in the documentary is very fascinating, but the movie just kind of tied it all together. It was a nice little drama and stuff like that. It was a pretty good movie overall too. I think I'm going to get the wife. I want to watch it again and get the wife to watch it because the doc, we watched the documentary either early on when we were dating or during the pandemic. It's kind of boring a little bit, but I recommend both of those. I, okay. That documentary and that movie followed by that movie. It's kind of also like the sub movie and the sub documentary. Uh, about the woman who went and oh yes 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 there's a hbo series on it and there's a documentary on hbo or netflix i believe the doc is so, fantastic yeah watch the movie because or watch the show because they they tie very well together all right so anyway that's what i watched this weekend is very good very entertaining etc so i've got three things i want to hit quickly um, we watched No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence. It's a rom-com. It's silly, um, but it's okay. Uh, as with all of those rom-coms, you know how they're going to go. Um, in the beginning of the third act and how are they going to tie it all together, it gets a little clunky. But, you know, pretty good. Pretty good date night watch uh, with your significant other just chilling out on the couch. Um, we started the Paramount series Fatal Attraction which is based upon the film. We got through two hours of that last night. I would say skip the series and just watch the movie. It's it, you okay. cannot do better than the movie. The movie, like I, I got through the first episode. It's kind of like showing you who the guy is. And he's a total douche. He's unlikable. He's not at all like Michael Douglas in the first film. Um, well, it's and, Joshua Jackson. To begin yeah, with. <laughs> right. Exactly. So, Let's move along. Um, so I, I did not care for that. We may watch some more of that. It got a little better towards the end of the second episode, but I don't know, man. I started I, Linus, which is also on Paramount. Yeah. With the Taylor Sheridan. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. yeah. It's, it's kind of hard to watch. And I yeah. know that's probably not – it's just not very good. Not good, so. yeah. Um, I want to give out a song and a musician that I discovered this week. I don't know if you've ever heard of this woman. Her name is Lizzie No. Have you ever heard of her? I don't think so. No, uh, I haven't. No, it's Lizzie No, N-O, and uh, she's uh, kind of a folk Americana artist. I heard one of her tracks this week. It's a brand new song called Lagunita, and it is fantastic. And I, Lisa No? Lizzie, Lizzie No. Lizzie No? Lizzie, Lizzie no, no, and the new track is Lagunita. It kind of has a little bit of um, 
drive-by trucker vibes to it, although that's not what her catalog mostly is. It's more, you know, stripped-down guitar stuff. But she's a really good songwriter. Lyrically, she's a really good songwriter. She has another really good song in her catalog called, called Narcissus. And I thought that's a really good track, too. So I have I'm thumbs up on Lizzie. No, um, just as an Americana songwriter, singer, I think she'd be a great mid-afternoon act at Bourbon and Beyond. If any of the powers that be are listening to this, because um, I think she'd be awesome. Awesome. Um, I'll have to look that one up. Yeah, check her out. Let me know what you think about Lagunitas, because I think that's a good song. And with that, we're down under a minute. And uh, I hope we did better this week. I think we did better this week. Well, I think we did better. Was, your, your story knocked it out of the park. I think we did better so. this week. I think we have better content. So, um, yeah. all right, good. Well, we need to get in the 30s. So we, we, we'll, we'll start bringing better content, people. That's right. That's right. We're going to work harder for you guys. Um, all right. Well, we're up against it. As usual, we had a great time. I love this show. I love doing it. Um, and and I, I appreciate everybody that listens. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna get back next week. I don't know what stories we'll have. Oh, I'm going to the Bama game, so I'll tell you guys stories about that for sure. I've got a daughter coming into town, so we'll have a lot of fun. Otherwise, uh, we will get back with everybody next week. Richard, any final thoughts? Nope, I'm good. All right, man. We're going to keep living our best midlives. You guys keep living yours, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>